What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Theology and Worship Podcast. Here we exist to equip worshipers for spirit and truth worship. Today, I wanted to talk about something that is not necessarily from the Bible. I know, I know, this is a theology and worship podcast, but these are some concepts and ideas that our community uses to become the best at what we do. I think that it's important to strive for excellence because we serve an excellent God. Not only do we serve an excellent God, but when God creates, he actually looks back at what he's made and he says that it's good. And I think that since we are like God, we are creative like him, we are artisans like he is, that we should be able to look back at what we create and say of it that it is good. It is our first fruits. It is the most excellent thing that we can bring to an excellent God. And so we use these concepts in our community to give us vocabulary to become better worship leaders, better leaders, really. Um, these particular concepts actually come from first century Socrates. Uh, he is a Greek a philosopher who basically used these concepts to encourage uh, orators or speakers of his day to become the best that they can be in communicating. Our community started using these concepts several years back, and it really has helped us to dial in exactly what it is to become a better worship leader. The concepts are these, pathos, ethos, and logos. The one I want to start with is logos. Now, the word logos means logic in Greek. We actually want to be people who know the word of God. We want to know the God that we're serving, the, the God of truth. I mean, this is this is so key and essential to who I am as a leader. Uh, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, worshiping God in spirit and in truth. So we use this idea, logos, to have knowledge and application of the word of God. I want worship leaders on my platform to understand why they're worship leaders, to understand that they borrow that from the Levitical priesthood, to understand the authority that they step into when they when they are called as a worship leader. I want them to understand who God is, what he's done, what he's accomplished, what the church is, what the church's mission is. This is all a good logos. And I think a good logos, it not only informs our worship leading, it not only informs what we're doing and why we're doing it, but it actually connects us to the God that we're doing it for. It is so important to worship the right God, uh, the right idea of God, the right concept of God. Uh, God is Father, Yahweh, Jehovah, the God of the Old Testament, who through Jesus has saved and set us free as uh, shown in the New Testament. I want our worship leaders to understand that. We do this through small groups and through life on life community. You could probably guess teaching is a big part of what I do as a uh, worship and creative pastor. Teaching is huge because spirit and truth, I'm always seeking for that balance. Number two is ethos. Ethos is the skill at which you communicate your craft. If you're a singer, it's singing on pitch. If you're a player, it's playing the right notes. It's having the right tone. It's investing in gear. It's understanding the gear. It's all this wrapped up that we want to bring a excellent playing to an excellent God. We want to bring excellent singing to an excellent God. 
This is echoed throughout the scriptures. David calls us to play skillfully on our stringed instruments. He calls the singers to be singing in unison, making one sound, uh, one clear uh, amplification of God's love. Ethos is so important. We don't want to be a distraction on the platform. We're a distraction when we're not prepared. And so in our community, we just try and come Sunday ready at rehearsal. And we celebrate rehearsal. We love rehearsal. Rehearsal is important to who we are. It's important to our context because we believe we want to bring excellence to God. Um, in fact, the way that I think through it is the Holy Spirit is going to use whatever I bring to the table. So I want to bring as many colors, as many, uh, as many a palette of as many colors as I possibly can so that when he wants to paint, when he wants to do what he wants to do, he can use whatever I've equipped myself with for that particular service. And so I try and come as ready and prepared as possible. In fact, my sacrifice of worship is preparation. I think we have a whole podcast on that too. So I want to bring excellence. That's ethos. We have to be getting better always always getting better, always practicing becoming better singers, better players, so that we might always bring forth uh, our first fruits to God, an excellent offering. The last one is pathos. And pathos isn't just passion, but it's actually the ability to pull passion from others. It's the ability, uh, it's that thing that when you see someone lead worship, you're like, I, God, there's something authentic about them. I just have to follow. And so we, in our context, we just say, hey, if the song isn't affecting you, it's not going to affect people through you. We encourage people to memorize their lyrics. We, you know, we have a confidence monitor. I think it's a horrible crutch that I am the most guilty of using and forgetting lyrics and all that. Um, and it is there because we're frail humans and we forget lyrics and we don't want to be a distraction. But you've got to memorize those lyrics for them to bypass your mind and get to your heart and actually affect change on you. That means when a new song hits the set, I don't care if I like it or don't like it. I am going to marinate in it to see if God wants to shift something in my heart. And I'll tell you what, when he shifts something in my heart through a song, you better believe it's gonna shift the atmosphere of the room when I've got uh, the opportunity to lead it because it's affected change in me. I think that, that pathos is that part of you that connects with God when you are leading people. And you can't lead people where you yourself are not willing to go. We have to be the ones. I mean, the whole idea of having worship leaders is we are the ones day in and day out or who are taking that first faith-filled step towards connecting with God, whether our emotions and affections are there or not, because he is worthy. And once you take that step, once you're obedient to that calling, the affections and emotions will follow, and it's only when those two intersect, spirit and truth, that your pathos is on point and people are called to follow. I had a great leader tell me once, if you think you're a great leader and you turn around and nobody's following you, you're just going for a walk. And that is the tragedy of failed leadership right there is you are putting all this energy and expending all this energy into leading and nobody's following. You have to let it first affect you. You can't just regurgitate someone else's uh, material. You can't just regurgitate someone else's experience and expect people to follow. Now they follow something that's authentic and real. And so we need to be people 
who express a pathos, an emotional connectivity with God that others might be able to follow us into that same thing. I hope this is helpful for you guys. Pathos, ethos, logos. This is how we talk around here. This is how we become better leaders. And if it's helpful for your context community, I stole it from Socrates, so you can uh, feel free to steal it from me.